You know, I was, I was thinking as we were sitting here, when Teresa and our family moved here, uh, we moved here in 2003, and I was counting up this morning the number of Christmases that I've spent here. And uh, when our son Alex, who read Scripture a minute ago, this is our 14th Christmas here. Alex is now 18, and um, we have a lot of special memories associated now with our church, and I know you do too. We, we remember loved ones today, don't we? Loved ones who have been a part of our Christmas. Can we just take a moment? I just feel led to say this. There are people that are not here today that we're missing, that we spent Christmas with. Right? Helen, how many Christmases did you spend with your sweet husband, Bump? 65 Christmases. Now, Warren, you spent 67 with your sweet, beautiful bride, Lou. I know y'all all have people that you miss today. Let's just take a moment. Can we just pause for a moment and just say thank you to God for the people who become a part of our family? Lord, we thank you today. For all those people in our lives that have come and gone. And even though we're filled with joy today for the birth of your Savior, there's a place in our heart for someone that we love deeply that means so much to us, and we miss them today on Christmas Day. Thank you for these wonderful memories that sustain us and strengthen us. In Jesus' name. So, I was going to title my message this morning, Oh, What Fun It Is, but it's not fun to wake up on Christmas morning and not to have a sermon that has anything to do with the title. <laughs> I got up and I had absolutely nothing. So, I, I, did, I, I wrote another sermon for today. This is like the 14th time I preached in the last uh, two weeks. So, I have a, a title and it's called, Are You Ready for Christmas? Are you? Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Are you ready for Christmas? Um, has anybody asked you that question in the past few days? Y yeah. My guess is that no one asked the men in the room the question. It was probably most of the women in the room that were asked the question, Are you ready for Christmas? Somebody asked me that question a few days ago, and it caused me to think about what that question means. So I wrote down a list of possibilities. Are you ready for Christmas? Well, it could mean, have you done all your shopping for Christmas? It could mean that. I remember one year, uh, my wife said to me, let's not buy Christmas presents for each other this year. Let's just not worry about that and focus on our kids. And I took her literally. <laughs> And I didn't buy her a Christmas present. Christmas Day arrived, and I learned that when your wife says, don't buy me a Christmas present, you're supposed to double down and buy one anyway. And my daughter said, Dad, really? Really? Could also mean, have you prepared all your food for Christmas? 
After the service, we're going home, and we're going into a turkey and ham coma. My wife's been cooking food all week, and we're excited about that. It could also mean, have you decorated, have you decorated your home? Did you put up the lights? Did you put out the Christmas cards, the stockings? Uh, have you put up the tree? The other is it could be, have you mailed all your cards? You mailed your Christmas cards. It also could mean, have you written all your sermons? And the answer is no, not till this morning. <laughs> it means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. And one thing I realize today is that, like I said earlier, for me, it's a lot less stressful question than it is for my wife. And this is not true for all women, but uh, my wife and a lot of times moms really have all the pressure at Christmas because they want to have the absolute perfect Christmas. But there's only one problem with the perfect Christmas. You know what it is? It's family. <laughs> because when we're planning for Christmas, the reality is that none of us, none of us get to have a, a Norman Rockwell Christmas, right? Let me show this picture. I took it this morning. Family coming home and perfect, everything's sweet and happy. The reality is that most of us have a Cousin Eddie Christmas. <laughs> yeah, you know? Uh, we have a Cousin Eddie Christmas. Everybody has a Cousin Eddie. Maybe you're Cousin Eddie. So are you ready for Christmas? Are you ready for your family today? Take that down. I can't preach with that up there anymore. So as I thought about the question... Are you ready for Christmas? I began to think about it a little bit differently. I think it's a deeper question. I don't think it's a question of food. I don't think it's a question of decorations. I don't think it's a question of making everything perfect. I think it's more of a longing that we have. A couple years ago, my wife and I traveled to Israel, and we were standing in the nor northernmost, I believe, the northernmost tip of Israel. And we were standing there, and we were overlooking into Syria. And at that time, and as now, Syria was engaged in a terrible civil war. And this morning when I wake up, uh, I read a report, I read a report that talks about how close Bethlehem is to Aleppo. And I'm reminded how much our world needs Jesus. How much suffering, how much darkness lives and exists in the world. I read this quote from Isaiah this morning. And in Isaiah chapter 8, it's interesting. He says, They will go from one place to another, weary and hungry. And because they are hungry... They will rage and curse their king and their God. They will look up to heaven and down at the earth. But wherever they look, there will be trouble and anguish and darkness and despair. You know, that was written thousands of years ago. Are we ready for Christmas? And the same prophet who wrote those words said, Yes, we're ready for Christmas, for unto us a child is born, and into that world of anguish and sorrow a son is given us, 
And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. His government and his peace will never end. Our world, I hope our world, I'm ready for that kind of Christmas. Then I thought of the faces, the faces that I've encountered just in the last week. Last night, in between the uh, 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock service, we practiced the Emory family tradition. We went to Waffle House. And uh, there was a woman there who remembered us. We hadn't been there in one year. And there was a woman that was there that waited on us last year that was there last night. And I remember her from last year because she was having a bad day. Not only was she having an argument with another staff member in the kitchen, she'd also locked her car keys in the car. She was having a tough day. And I remember, she must have remembered us because I'm pretty chatty. And uh, so she didn't wait on us tonight, and I went up to check out, and I said, to, oh, how are you? And she said, oh, I remember you from last year. You're such a nice man. Uh, and I said, how's your day been? And she said, it hasn't been good. I said, have you been busy? She said, no, it's not work. It's something else more personal. Left in my imagination. I looked at her, and I looked at her eyes, and I could see. She was ready. He's ready for Christmas. I looked at her eyes and I could see, I could see that she was ready for Christmas. And then I thought, you know, last week, a week or so ago, I went down to the St. John Center and uh, there was one man that stood out from all the men that were down there. St. John Center is a homeless center. And uh, there were all those individuals down there um, getting food and stuff that we were serving. And Jim, you remember, there was one man that stood out. He was wearing an Argyle sweater, and he absolutely looked like he was bewildered and confused and like he was in tr uh, shock. He, looked, he didn't look like most of the homeless men who were there. He looks like he walked straight out of the Humana building from a cubicle into a shelter to be homeless. He didn't look like he fit. And I thought, what in the world is he doing here? in this shelter? What is his story? What did he lose? And I looked in his eyes and I thought to myself, here's somebody who really needs Christmas. Who have you seen? Who in your life needs Christmas this morning? And then I thought about myself, it's a really good question. You know, you know, I need Christmas. I need I'm, I'm, I need to be ready. I'm ready for Christmas because as I think about the new year coming up, you know what I need? I need more courage and I need less fear. I need more faith in the goodness of God and faith in people than doubt and uncertainty. I need more delight instead of disappointment. You know what I mean when I say that? You know, to just get up every day and not be disappointed about the way that things turn out or disappointed by the expectations that are not met every day within my family or the world and just learn how to be 
more of a person who feels delight and joy in the simple things that happen around me every single day. Every moment is an opportunity to be alive. You know, you know, uh, um, you know what I want to do? I want to run my whole life and live my whole life and be pushed into the hole in the ground yelling, holy moly, what a ride. Beat up and banged up, having fully lived my life. Instead of just letting go and living life with disappointment and delighting in every single moment because it goes by so quickly. I need more joy, less sadness. And there are some things in my life I need to let go of. And some things I need to grab onto. Are you ready for Christmas? What do you need from Jesus this Christmas? Where do you need Him to enter your life? You see, that's the good news of great joy for all people. For born this day in the city of David is a Savior who is Christ our Lord, who entered into the world and entered and keeps coming again and again and again and again and again into my life and your life. And there's no darkness too deep. My son, he read the scripture a minute ago, and he's a fine-looking young man he is. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, uh, he won't be going to prison because of my wife. But the scripture, the scripture he read earlier... I want to point out some things from this as we think about getting ready for Christmas. So this is what I took. Here's the gospel. John says that God is the creator of everything. And that his light, his light and his goodness shines into the world and gives life to everything. And if we will trust him, and if we will trust his goodness and allow that light to live in us, that we will find life. Because God is a God of life and a God of hope. And if you, if you encounter religion and religion sounds like bad news, it's not God because religion isn't bad news, it's good news. It's not a have to, it's a get to. It's grace. It's not guilt, it's grace. It's love, it's not hate. Whatever God touches brings life. And he says, the darkness cannot extinguish the light. And then he says, here's the good news. The good news is, this light, this love, this grace was coming into the world. And then he said, the world did not recognize it. Did not see it. Was not open to it. But then he adds these words. Boy, just, just to hold on to this word right here today. He said, to those who believed and those who understood and those who saw and those who took it inside of themselves, he gave them the right and the privilege to be children of God, not born from human birth, but born from a spiritual birth. You know what that means? It means that when you invite Jesus into your life, you get new life. You get a second birth. You become born again. 
The old passes away and the new comes and we become new creatures. That's why Paul says that we are new creations in Jesus Christ. So today, you can be new. And this is something you just need one time, but again and again and again and again and again and again to welcome him in. And then he adds these words. So the light came into the world. The world did not recognize him, but those who do are born again. And then he says, the word who is Jesus became flesh. God became a human being. And he lived among us. And he still lives among us. And he is unfailing love and truth. I want to pause there and I want to say it one more time because it's so profound and so amazing. You know what? I just, I get to do this every week. I get to stand up and give hope every week because Jesus is unfailing love and truth. He is the image of the invisible God. Are you ready for Christmas?